Welcome, dear friend, to this meeting day, festival of the full moon in the sign of Scorpio, a time of the strengthening of the link and relationship with what lies above is within reach more than ever. At a time such as this, by closely aligning our mental energies with the essence of the incoming influences, through directed thought and in meditation, we aim to purposefully broaden the channel in the world of meaning with the world of form, of entering the world's spiritual realities. While we do this, let us, the Tibetan master suggests, not formulate to ourselves what will happen or look for results or for tangible effects, but simply attempt to hold ourselves steadily in the light. Let us now take a moment of silence, followed by the sounding of the ancient mantra. Lead us, O Lord, from darkness to light, from the unreal to the real, from death to immortality. As we delve into consideration of the nature of the energies now emanating from the Sun in Scorpio, perhaps it's useful to consider for a moment the esoteric correspondences of this celestial event. The time of the full moon, also described as one, if not the most prominent, of the moon's phases. The word faith is commonly defined as a particular appearance or state in a regularly recurring cycle of changes. This definition is more than adequate to describe a phenomenon whereby the appearance of the moon to the naked eye changes with the angle at which it is viewed from earth in relation to the sun. For the student of esotericism, on the other hand, forever seeking to plunge ever deeper into the world of meaning, to the sea of energies that lie behind forms and phenomena, an alternative, more specialized definition of the word, one which alludes to frequency and vibration, might be more revealing. In this context, a phase constitutes the point or stage in a period of harmonic motion varying according to simple harmonic flow. 
For the esotericist, it is obvious that the harmonic law to which this definition refers is none other than the great law of cycles, which the Tibetan master describes as the law governing the appearing, disappearing of great and active energies, which pass in and out of manifestation, fulfilling the purposes of deity, and of which the orbit of the planets around the sun, the moon around our home planet, the earth, even the rotations of entire galaxies, are nothing but esoteric manifestations. And though in the same passage, the Tibetan goes on to say that these manifesting energies, fulfilling the purpose of deity, are limited and handicapped by the quality of the forms upon which they make their impact, suggests that an intervention in time is possible by those who know and take right action by wielding power selflessly through preparation and understanding. Perhaps we, here, today, as a humble group working selflessly, pooling our energies, aligning our streams of thought, and directing our attention in unison and with ardent receptivity to the momentous influence of the energies now emanating from the constellation of Scorpio, can play our part in wielding the power of the forces of light on the planet by furthering our own understanding, by reaffirming and strengthening our preparedness. Perhaps we, subjectively linked with those like-minded individuals and groups who, regardless of background, nationality, or religion, work along the same lines, have a role to play this much-needed intervention in time. In a universe comprised of energy, all understanding must, in the final analysis, correspond to a synchronization of phase, a harmony among frequencies. And it is to this end that a reminder of and contemplation on the nature of the influence of Scorpio is at this time instrumental. For while we choose to view this process of evolution in terms of stages, crises, and life experiences, it is always extremely useful to remember that we are referring to symbols which present an interlocking system of energies insofar as they affect and condition a human being. A most interesting fact to bear in mind is that Scorpio, one of the four zodiacal signs which are mysteriously concerned with what might one would call the personality expression of the soul logos himself. It is linked to Sirius, the dog star, the great star of initiation, which, interestingly enough, astronomically, foundation of Egyptians' entire religious system. Sirius, a star twenty or so times brighter than our own sun, is esoterically called the brilliant star of sensitivity. In the book Esoteric Astrology, the Tibetan reveals that the energy of the most powerful star pours into the seven groups forming our planetary hierarchy, which is under the supervision or spiritual magnetic control of the hierarchy of Sirius. One cannot help but wonder whether the Scorpio full moon approach to hierarchy is especially potent with respect to the indirect influence of this distant enigmatic star and if that is the case, 
what this might mean in terms of opportunity. Scorpio's most defining and overarching influence, however, in the context of esoteric studies, pertains to the fact that it is closely linked both the level of the individual as well as that of the group, with one of the two most significant transitions of consciousness on its evolutionary path and the beginning of the pilgrim journey, the path of return. As you probably all know, in relation to the wheel of the zodiac, in the context of esoteric astrology, this path is perceived as being comprised of three main stages, or crises, each symbolized by a cross, formed by a group of four constellations. The first stage, during which the individual finds herself on the mutable cross of the heavens, formed by Pisces, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Gemini, is known as the crisis of incarnation, the cycle of rebirth, in which earthly experience produces those conditioning circumstances that transform the animal human into an aspirant. While at this stage, the individual is mostly concerned with matters concerning her lower nature, intending to the demands of the undeveloped personality. During this period, the influence of Mars, the orthodox ruler of Scorpio, and the planet which rules and controls the physical vehicle is ever-present. It accompanies and affects oh. the individual, regardless of the sign into which he is born at any given time, through seemingly endless cycles of birth, experience, death and rebirth through friction and disillusionment with the world of matter, as the great war between the dualities which constitute his nature wages on. Countless repetitions of a pattern of experience culminating to crisis, which then leads to a modification of behavior, which in turn results in new experience, and so on and so forth, every time on a higher turn of the spiral. Eventually and inevitably, man reaches a point where he's confronted with the first inkling of the nature of his predicament, with the reality of the fixed cross of the heavens. He then pauses under the influence of Libra, the balance, at the crossroad emerging before him, as the influence of the soul increasingly makes itself known. He oscillates over multiple lifetimes between the choice of proceeding along the lines of the past on one hand and the decision to tread a new path now opening up before him on the other until there comes a point in time when he consciously changes course, putting himself on the path of discipleship The point at which this occurs, when the aspirant mounts himself on the fixed cross of the heavens formed by Aquarius, Leo, Scorpio, and Taurus, the cross of the soul, is a turning point of great importance as it marks a reversal of the wheel, the beginning of the crisis of reorientation, where the focus of consciousness begins to shift into that of the group and becomes identified with the soul and with soul purpose. Whereas before she was blind to meaning, tossed about by unseen forces, moved by underground currents, she now begins to discern a new underlying reality, and she willingly hurls herself actively and consciously into battle.
This battle is by all means the single most difficult feat the individual has ever had to face. The difficulty here lies in the paradox which emerges as a result of the dual nature of human existence. That which is, by the personality, experienced as desirable or positive, must be denounced. The human being is called upon to move away from, leave behind, and eventually do away with its previously identified self, and undergo a process which is, as far as personality is concerned, at the very least undesirable, negative, and on many levels painful, as it goes against the grain of its previous earthly conditioning. while in trying to convey the ways in and means with which individual as well as group consciousness evolves, the impression may be formed that we are dealing with distinct, wise processes, and while this may, the context of the infinite, approximate a truth which is conceptually manageable within the bounds of a single human lifetime, like the one we find ourselves in presently, the internal landscape is considerably more complex and most certainly non-linear. Every moment of every day, we are met with battles, large and small, in the form of choices, choices of thought, words, reaction to emotion, actions, either individually or collectively. The will to continue the path of discipleship, first ray energy of divine embodied will, directed purpose, of which Scorpio's exoteric ruler, Pluto, together with Vulcan, is an expression and custodian, is constantly challenged through events and experiences triggered under the influence of Mars. Scorpio, for, as the Tibetan tells us, cyclic impulses in the life of the disciple are of a greater frequency and speed and forcefulness than in the life of the average man. In many ways, the disciple is constantly required to recognize and bring about the collapse of those structures which he previously falsely deemed as constituting his entire being. He is essentially called upon to bring about the death of the personality which he previously identified with, to accept and embrace those painful crises which redeem the energies previously crystallized in realm of lower vibrations, and learn how to create with deliberate intention, his own cross, the fixed cross upon which the disciple is crucified, so that progress may be forthcoming, and so that pain brings due reward of life and love. What is required of the disciple is essentially a most profound transformation. The energy of Scorpio affects life experience of the disciple throughout the course of this transformation through to the third initiation. In esoteric astrology, the Tibetan explicitly reveals the existence of three tests, each linked with one of the three Scorpio definites. <clears throat> These tests, the Tibetan assigned nine attributes of the lower self which must be overcome, three for each human aspect, sex, physical comfort, and money, related to the animal nature, fear, hate, and ambition, related to astral body, which governs desire, and pride, separativeness, and cruelty, which belong in the realm of the lower mind. 
Surely everyone can recognize how most all the challenges a human being consciously striving towards light and love either directly or indirectly stem from these nine attributes. The influence of Scorpio is acting at all times throughout multiple lifetimes while we work towards realizing and overcoming these faults in ourselves and in the world around us. It is, as we consider all the above, the meaning of the keynote of Scorpio for the disciple perhaps emerges more clearly as does its depth and power. Warrior am I, and from the battle I emerge triumphant. It is in Scorpio that the first crisis upon the path of discipleship takes place, both for groups as well as individuals. As a sign and symbol of death and transformation, it pulls its place on the cross of the heavens, the stage on which the momentous crisis of orientation is set, and marks that point in evolution the disciple takes his first stand before entering into battle. And it is under the influence of Scorpio that the war between the pairs of opposites wages on until that moment when the angel of presence finally achieves victory over the dweller on the threshold with some total of all instinctual tendencies, inherited glamours, and wrong mental attitudes. Victory resulting in the anchoring of the divine man onto the physical plane. In view of the unusual crisis in which the total of humanity finds itself in today, and which we are all very well aware, let me conclude this evening talk by sounding the Tibetans' own words, which are as timeless and as relevant as always, especially so on this day. <coughs> I am exceedingly anxious that in these days, wherein the influence of Scorpio and of the planet Mars is so strongly felt in world affairs, that true insight may be cultivated, optimism and understanding develop, and the nature of the tests to which the world disciple, humanity, is today being subjected, may be estimated at their true value, and thus light be shed upon the way of man. Only through understanding will pollution come and rectification of error be achieved. Thank you for listening. Let us now meditate together on letting in the light. Group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart center of the new group of world servers mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with the group brothers and all that I have theirs. May the love is in my soul pour forth to me. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. <coughs> Thank you.
alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards Christ at the heart of hierarchy. Extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the center where the will of God is known. Higher interlude. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavor to see the three planetary centers Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
Meditation. Reflect on the deep thought for Scorpio. Warrior am I, and from the battle I emerge triumphant.
precipitation. Using creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love, and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on Earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Use the sixfold progression of divine love as the sequence of energy precipitation. Ambala, hierarchy, the Christ, the new group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, physical centers of distribution. Interlude. Refocus the consciousness as a group within the periphery of the great ashram. Gather, sound the affirmation. In the center of all love I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the Divine Self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpour spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity, prepared channel. Consider how these inpouring energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ.
distribution. As the great incantation is sung, visualize the outpouring of light, love, and power from the spiritual hierarchy through five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the heart of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love, light, work out, and make steel the door where evil dwells. Light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you all, once again, for being here. We look forward to our next meeting, 
on the full moon in time of Sagittarius on Saturday, the 18th of December at 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. This will be followed on the next day by the Lucy's Trust webinar on the Angelic Kingdom. We hope to see you there. Goodbye to all.